You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. I'd like to take everyone on a little memory journey real quick. Okay. Okay. The summer of 2021. Okay. Last summer. By the time we I strong arm Brandon into watching a little film that I personally love that fills him with rage and he absolutely hates. A little film called Clifford. And Brandon said Brandon was very close to taking away my privilege to ever pick movies again. Now we are at a film that Brandon picked, everybody, on Podzilla King of the Casters, with your host, N.B. Nightingale. And your other host, Brandon, that's me. Producer Jasper has been bored to sleep by this film. Varon sucked. It's so boring. Varon is, I think it's... Okay, so... In terms of enjoyability, you know, this is a more competently made movie than a couple of ones we've seen. In terms of enjoyability, this is the worst one. I got nothing out of this. I got nothing. Like, I wanted us, because folks, remember, we are building towards Destroy All Monsters. That's our big episode 50 special. Yeah. Um, so we're cater- we're watching every single, like, kaiju movie of that monster, the monsters that show up in it. Um, yeah, and... Dude, you know, you absolutely know that Varan's gonna have, what, maybe two minutes on screen. (laughs) I don't think it'll be much. They're not gonna save Varan for the boss fight. (laughs) Yeah, and when we watched it, um, we want to check it off. The only one we have left now is, um, a Trigon, I think, from 1963. That one looks, okay, that one looks more interesting. I think that one will be good. It looks like it's a fun sci-fi thing with like a magic like super submarine and a big old lizard monster fights it, big old snake guy. That looks kind of fun. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. It'll at least be like cheesy fun. But this is, yeah, this is. I think so this is the worst boring. one. So boring. Yeah, oh, God. Like there was, like Manila gave me more rage, but the. F- like Manila and Clifford gave me more rage, but that was something for me to interact with in the movie. Varon gave me nothing. Varon gave me an absence. Like I'd rather be I'd rather be enraged and just like annoyed than just bored. And I was so bored during this movie. Like my heart sank. Remember Nolan in the climax? Yeah, we there was a moment in the film where they introduced a new very important character who we'll talk about. Uh where it's like, wow, this seems really late. What, like 10 minutes before the ending? 25 and, minutes left. Yeah, and which is still a, a ludicrous time to introduce a character that important without even igno- mentioning their existence beforehand. But but Brandon was so demoralized by that. <laughs> I thought we were like at the climax. I was like, okay, you know, really late to do this. Okay, let's do it. Let's finish this off. Let's finish it, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, we're just at the hour mark, and it's an hour 28, or, like, hour 26, and I'm like, no. Yeah. So, 
So those are obviously your thoughts about Veron. Yeah. It's 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 terrible. It it's so not worth it. It's not worth a watch. Because we were originally, as a little backstory here going in, um, we had found, I think it was like Varon the Indestructible, Indestructible or something name like that, the Amer- the English version of it. And when we, we watched it for like eight minutes, and it was very like a heavily edited one. Yeah, before fully realizing our mistake. <laughs> and we were more engaged with that one. Because it was fucking really bad. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, oh god, the the white American just kept saying buck wild shit. Yeah, like, yeah. oh dang, these tribal drums, and it's like, oh, oh god, no. So then I look uh, it up, and it's like, wait, only fifteen minutes of the of the original Varon movies in this. We're like, we gotta watch the original then instead, and we did, and we regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> Producer Jasper is being weird in the other room, folks. Uh, okay. He is a dog. Uh, so, uh, okay, I'm gonna go into my conspiracy theory before we go to what that monster do. Okay. So what? So no one's brought up. He has this big conspiracy theory he mentioned that I don't know exactly what it is yet about the 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 monsters and the the kaiju's and stuff. So I'm ready. What is it? Showa era Toho films are money laundering schemes. Nolan, I didn't see a single washing machine in all these movies. So but, you're just wrong. <laughs> okay, so here's here's some uh, here's some uh, you know elaboration on my theory. Hmm? The Showa era films are all so. We've talked about how they all have this useless scene in them in mm-hmm. which the monster just has a shit ton of of artillery fired at it. Yes. That, like, never works. It's boring because it's just a monster standing there while a bunch of pyrotechnics go off. Like, a crazy amount of pyrotechnics. Yeah. Like, a suspicious-to-buy amount of pyrotechnics... <laughs> And that's my theory. That scene is put in there so they can put a big pyrotechnic bill on their stuff and launder money using that bill. (laughs) Specifically of the big explosions. Yes. That's my theory. It's the only reason that would make sense to have that scene. And if Ron's an indication... Toho was really hurting for money in 1958, because <laughs> there are, like, seven of those scenes of just Ferran standing still while a lot of explosions happen around him. Boom, boom, kaboom, kaboom. Yeah. So, that'd be really funny if a month of that... If somehow it was true, and this money laundering scheme led to one of the most famous moths movies of all time Godzilla (laughs) and it's just whoops we just really I don't know we gave this Honda guy just a good amount of money and just said spend it and then look what he made I guess (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) there's a lot of explosions there are so many but yeah so uh, do you have much to say about the Varan suit before we 
Like, I don't even know if a plot description would work for this movie. I think w when we get to we my section, we'll just talk about... We want to compare it to another show of film, mm -hmm. so we'll do that. So tell me what that monster did. Well, we got introduction to Varan, of course. And Varan... Has two different names in the movie. Yeah, he has... So we originally thought it was another monster, because like when they go to the vill when they go to a village, the main characters, the village people like call him a certain other name, start with a B, it's like Batsugi or something. I don't Bugatti. Know, it? Bugatti, yeah. <laughs> Bugatti. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, watch out, he's coming. His fuel efficiency is not very good. <laughs> Beware of Bugatti, the strongest kaiju. Vagon. Varan. Varan. I'm already forgetting his name, folks. Uh, Varan. Vegan. Vegan. <laughs> Once you were vegan, <laughs> now you will be gone. Oh my god. So Varan is a. He reminded a lot of the other monster that was in Frankenstein Conquers the World. Barugan, I think his name was. You remind me of another monster. What? Godzilla. That too, yeah. He's like Baragon and Godzilla together. Like, I think Varan is... The sizing's a little inconsistent, but he kind of feels a bit like Baragon size. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's a Godzilla-sized monster. Yeah, like, the planes are still big to him, just not as big as they are to a human. Yeah, like, like about the size of, like, his arm-ish. Like a big jet. Oh, uh, the jet... There's one shot where he takes down a jet, and it's, like, right next to him, and... It looks like if I were holding Jasper. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Bar so, Varan has the powers of... He's a pretty fun kaiju from his idea, because I like that he's kind of like an iguana with, like, you know the lizards that can jump off uh, trees and they have their, like, skin flaps and they can kind of glide around? You he's know, kind of that power. If only there were some excellent version of some famous kaiju that was based upon an iguana. Yeah, if I thought about what was his base Zilla. thing. Yeah. He's, he looks a good amount like a Godzilla, but with a bunch of uh, well, spikes. Well, not Godzilla, but Zilla specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My... No, I should not Don't take, take, no. take that spicy of a take. No, you're not doing it. No, you're not saying that. I refuse. I refuse, Nolan. Don't those, don't those words escape your lips right now. You keep those lips sealed as I talk about how... You're right, and Garrus is my favorite. Zilla's <laughs> not my favorite. He's third. So, uh, Ferran is... He's kind of a... He's like an iguana with big old spikes on his back, the iguanas, and he has, like, like skin flaps between his limbs that lets him kind of fly around and glide around. And he's a pretty fun idea because he can, he's good in the water and flying, which is not something we see too often with Kaiju. Like, I don't think Ghidorah could really swim very well. <laughs> like, they're usually land, you know, they're usually flying or water, and Varan's kind of neat because they're both. Um, but we don't see them fly until like the, the last like 30 minutes of the movie. A lot of it is just them, like, splashing around, like, in the woods. So, yeah, Veron's got big old spikes in their back, big old iguana-looking guy. Um, and that's the only kaiju that's introduced in this movie? And I don't... I will say on his design, 
It's a pretty good design. It did not give me... I don't know what it was about Godzilla 1954, but, like, that is still the spookiest kaiju for me. Yeah. It's it's a good one. Like, Ver, like Veron is in the water a good amount in this movie. I just didn't feel nearly as much about that. But Godzilla is, like, fucking really spooky in the water. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's what that monster did, and uh, I got some trivia things about his suit. Okay, yeah, give me that trivia. You got a couple of trivia things going on. How did Nakajima suffer this time? Well, <laughs> I think it was a new suit actor this time. No, it was Nakajima. It wasn't, okay, now, oh, now I see, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a suit maker, okay, different suit maker, okay. So, get this, the scales on Varon's back were made of pressed peanut shells hmm. in the movie. It w I guess they were in abundance because one of the like one of the guys was being sent peanuts by his relatives and he was eating some. The other guy was like, "This is pretty good stuff. Maybe we could use it to make something." They're like, "Yeah, let's make some spines with it." Yeah. So that's how they made the back okay. of the suit. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently Veron's also supposed to be brown. The suit's brown. But I guess he's been recut, like, in the artificial, like, posters, he's green. Yeah. But the suit itself is brown. Okay. That's very interesting, and did Nakajima suffer any gross bodily harm this time? Surprisingly, I don't think so. Oh, good he's, for him. He's doing okay. He has sold all his fingers now. This is probably his favorite Godzilla, his favorite <laughs> kaiju movie, then. This is my best one. It's the only one. Where poor Nakajima did not almost die several times. <laughs> Great art requires sacrifice, Nolan. Even when in a Rodan suit you have to plummet <laughs> yeah. 30 feet into the water below. But you know what? So, Nakajima's not the only. So, yes, Nolan. So, I remember at some point in this movie when the, when the, the guy who was the oxygen destroyer from the original Godzilla that kind of character showed up again. You were looking up and you're like, ooh, that's juicy. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm really bad with characters and I haven't, it's been like, oh my god, it's been, it's been almost, it's been like closer to a year since we've seen the original Godzilla now. It's been 84 years. <laughs> it's been 84 years. It's been a while, but I'm not going to be faces, but I think was that guy the same actor as the Oxen Destroyer guy? Yes. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> so down to the fact... So this film is a ripoff of the original Godzilla. Down to the fact that they have a Sirizawa character show up. Played by Sirizawa. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my god. Which, you know... That guy, he's in like... He's in a bunch of these films, but he hasn't played the same type that he usually plays else. Like, cause I know my favorite role he's had in the Toho Kaiju films is a beer of horror of the deep in which he plays a crazy over the top fascist <laughs> as in, as part of the bad guy's military. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Yeah. So I like him having new roles, but it just felt weird seeing him yeah, definitely. I, I caught on to that. I was like, he's just the same character again, but just worse. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, and that's going to be... That's what we mainly want to talk about, because both this film and... We we kept thinking about raids again in this film, and maybe it's just because 
Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla Raids Again, and Varan are the only three black and white ones. Maybe we're just that basic that that's what's setting the comparison off. But we we kept comparing this to Godzilla Raids Again because both of these films are because both Raids Again and Varan are both cashing in on the success. The, su the surprise, crazy success of Godzilla. And pretty much just redoing the formula again. Yeah, and one of them does it... So Raids Again, I think, is... I know some people don't like Raids Again. I think it's really fun, though. Yeah, I think it's leagues better. I think it's... Especially the middle third is just so fucking fun. So, like, let's go into that a bit. Because, like, you know, it's two... You know, Godzilla's this massive, successful hit. So Raids Again and Varan are both kind of, like, trying to cash in on that and do a similar yes. concept again. But what if... If we go into this, I think what works more about Raids Again is it does some interesting new things with that same premise. Yeah. Like, Godzilla's attacking a city. Okay, that's when the original Godzilla... Okay, great, that happens. Great. Mm -hmm. In Raids Again, it's like, okay, now, like, you know, this is the same world as the first Godzilla, so the city's gonna turn off all the lights to make sure Godzilla can't see it, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, interesting premise, right? That's the start of it. But then it keeps going with that, where it's like, okay, the whole city's, like, you know, shutting its power off, losing its lights. That's when prisoners are gonna go, oh, this is my chance to escape right now. So they try to escape, and they cause, like, in their escape attempt, they cause this massive fire to start... Which Godzilla sees and starts coming towards them. Yeah. It's like that is such a great, like, extension of that original concept. Nothing like that happens yeah. more on. And also, it can just also be as simple at times as Godzilla 2 was like, what if there were two Godzillas? What if we added another freaky guy in there? They're fighting each other. Yeah. And that's how my baby boy was born. <laughs> Anguirus. Yeah. Anguirus has to have a canonical birthday, right? We need to celebrate Anguirus' birthday. Yeah, it's probably coming up. Not Godzilla's, but Anguirus' <laughs> birthday. For Anguirus Day. Yay. So then, um... Yeah, so Raids Again is just a better... Uh, just yeah. as much better. Like, if you want to watch Veron, just don't watch Veron, just watch Raids Again. Yeah. And you can just, you can just say you're set. Yeah. <laughs> so... And I don't know. Also, like, it helps that Godzilla is an actively malevolent force in Godzilla, whereas and raids again, and raids again. Whereas Varan doesn't seem too malevolent. He's just kind of stumbling around. Like the like yeah. the village is like you know this is a god. Don't go near him or he'll attack you because just like how an animal would, just watch out for him. And they go. No, and the, and the research science guys go, fuck that, we're going in. Yeah. Which, yeah, they go in, and that causes Varon to get angry and attack them and stuff. Yeah. It, uh, but they went after them first. Yeah. And then with that, then they, he just starts wrecking the village, and, like, also the environment. Raids, again, is a much more better environment for the con for the fights. Yeah. Varon's just a woods. <laughs> just in the forest. Yeah, but literally everything was recreated about... Every plot beat, pretty much, is present from Godzilla in some way, shape, or form. But 
what may but done in like the stupidest way. Like the like a large portion of the te- of the tension and interest in Godzilla is the fact that Dr. Sirizawa uh, who is a character through all throughout the movie, which makes yeah. him work better, uh, has real reasons to not want to like to reveal the oxygen destroyer. Especially working within the fact that the movie's a metaphor for for the atomic bombs. Yeah, so like you know, Godzilla himself was made from that. Yeah, so so you know, he's Sirizawa's like, I don't wanna unleash something that destructive into the world. Because look what happened last time. Yeah, <laughs> so he has a real reason to have that conflict. The Sirizawa character in this invents something that can kill him and they're and they're like, Well, that's great, we can use it. And he's like I don't wanna, and there's no <laughs> further explanation on it, and until eventually he's like, okay, I'll do it. He's like, okay, because you ask nicely, Yeah. I'll do it. Have you ever seen the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist? No, I'm thinking about the ping pong movie. Yeah. The, yeah. Kung Pao Enter the Fist is a comedy Jay, friend of the podcast, introduced me to and had me watch with him. Uh... Uh, where it's they bought the this in the early 2000s this comedian bought the rights to this uh, shitty B tier uh, kung fu movie and he just overdubbed it all to he overdubbed it and recut it to make a bunch of new jokes as well as CGIing himself in as the new main character. And it's a very, it's a very funny movie. It's really friggin' funny. But the, uh, it remind like, it reminded me of that in a lot of ways because there's just this, there's this moment in the movie where like, this uh, where the old master gives the guy a bunch of reasons he won't train him, like a well thought out monologue, and the guy just says, "But will you train me though?" And the master says, hmm, okay. And the movie proceeds. <laughs> and, uh, and that's pretty much how everyone seems to operate in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's very not, because it's kind of fun because it's kind of difficult because there's not really much you can say about a boring movie. You can say a lot about a bad movie. Yeah. But there's not much to say about a boring movie. So like, it's kind of most of it. Like, yeah. I, I want to talk about Ishiro Honda has a quote. Yeah, because this is Honda again. This is original mind behind the first Godzilla just making this weird pale image. Um, <laughs> so we're back. We did a little break between the, those parts. But um, I want to talk about now about some trivia stuff about how Honda described this movie, Veron. Okay. <laughs> he quoted as, Ishihiro Honda didn't look fondly on the film, stating, This is not a work I am happy with. <laughs> if we could have restarted from the beginning, scenes such as those with the self-defense forces might have been more grand. Everything was pretty much shot on a small set with maybe a tiny bit of location filming. The entire film would have turned out a little better. So, Honda knows this is not a great movie. Okay. <laughs> it has problems. Yeah. And then another one I found is, coming off of Godzilla and Ruzan, so they said the team of Toho thought the next monster should have the traits of both. 
water monster and a flying monster. Hmm. So Varan was initially con uh, conceived by uh, Tsubura as a Godzilla Kappa hybrid, but eventually Constantart was completed to more being a gliding lizard creature. Okay. And then um, Honda was unaware of the film's American version <laughs> until the 1980s when he claimed to have no clue if it ever released overseas. <laughs> and then another one, one of my favorite quotes about the whole movie was the, um, is what I found about the, the last part of the trivia it says this, the story was drafted by Ken Kuranuma, following a request by producer Tamiyuki Tanaka, quote, to come up with something, anything, to fulfill the Americans' desire for another monster movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's fair. <laughs> and the story was then given to Shinichi Sekizawa to develop into a screenplay. So... That gives you kind of the context about what they were going to this movie with. It was they just were, a, eh, let's pump another <laughs> one out. One more, baby. One more nick on the board. It's like that. It's like that Catholic family that lives in every neighborhood, where it's just like, okay, we got seventeen children. Eh, let's <laughs> pump an eighteenth out, baby. One more. Walk it, hut. Babe, I know you got lupus. But the Lord won't let us wear condoms. <laughs> oh, no. You know the drill. Oh, my goodness. So, that's what happened with Veron. So, it's, again, it's a, it's a very not fun. It's a very terrible movie. Yeah, it was very And fun. we didn't have that much to say about it, as you can see here, because we're kind of kind of nearing down the end yeah, of this, this episode. Is, this is when I did it down, probably going to be like a 20-minute episode. <laughs> or, like... I think probably like 35, okay. I'm guessing. Because okay. we still have our last segment, Make It Gritty. Okay. Uh, where do you want to go first? Or sure. I? So those of you who turning in for the first time, so I hope this is not the one, check out uh, any of our other episodes because <laughs> uh, this is not a fun movie to talk about. Uh, Veron so Make It Gritty is the segment of our podcast where we talk about our pitch for bringing the kaiju in that are first appeared in this movie into the MonsterVerse, or any other character that appears in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the legendary American films. Yes. Not as in, like, <laughs> not reputation studio. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So, what we're running on here is, we're going to both give our pitch for our Make It Gritty. How would how would Varan be into the MonsterVerse? The yeah, legendary okay. MonsterVerse. So, I will start okay. by... <clears throat> so, the intro of this movie... There's a deep sea exploration going on. You know, big fancy submarine, millions of dollars to make it, big trip to like some deep underground, under sea trench, right? Yeah. To try to see new aquatic life. Maybe it's the, you know, it's a trench off Los Angeles or something. Yeah. Mariana's, I think is the name. Yeah. Yeah, that Mariana's one. Mariana's Trench. Yeah, the Mariana's Trench. So take a look in there. And they're looking around, you get like POV of like the, the, you know, the murky darkness of the water. There's some weird like fish swimming by. And then all of a sudden, the last thing you see is, is like they approach just this massive eye that opens, mm -hmm. and then we cut, and then it's weeks later, and all of a sudden there's like a news broadcast being like, how did this happen? How did this? And there's like very grainy footage of that same submarine in the Himalayan mountains, oh, all the way to the Himalayan mountains. So that's the intro of this movie. 
And think of it as more of a Varan and another monster versus Godzilla movie. I don't think Varan has enough, enough to really stand on their own okay. in a versus Godzilla movie. Maybe it's another Ghidorah, maybe it's something else. Like, they're collaborating in it, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of it, there's lots of coastal destruction Varan's doing in the other monster. And then Godzilla and Varan have a massive fight underwater, we see. And then all of a sudden, it looks like Godzilla's winning. And then Varan pulls their sneaky little trick where they grab Godzilla and then you realize he can fly and zooms him up into the air and like throws him on a big rock or something. What are you saying? They fly now? They fly now. (laughs) They fly now. So after that, the big fight happens, drops him on a a rock. He flies now and then big fight, Godzilla wins and beats up Varan. Okay, cool. So that's kind of my pitch. So, what's yours? <laughs> Milford Roberta Brown yep. has an internship. Okay. She's working at this big corporation. Yep. And one night they're like, hey, uh, intern, we need you to stay late and run some spreadsheets. You're first in your class in mathematics at MIT. We need the... I know it's a different college every time we pitch it, but that's we, the point. We need you to, uh, we need you to do this math for us, egghead. And so yes, the college would call her egghead. <laughs> dumb smart brain. So yeah, the dumb, cor- dumb. The, her so her boss at this corporation for the internship leaves her with these spreadsheets, going over the numbers, and we watch as confusion first grows on her face. Then abject horror. And and the next morning she bursts in to the uh, she bursts into the office of the CEO who uh, I'll say is played by Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is playing the CEO. And she's like, You need to explain this. And she slaps down the file and he goes, Hmm, I do not know what you mean. Who are you even? That's my Christoph Waltz impression. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And she goes. Consider yourself immersed, viewers <laughs> or listeners. And she goes, I know what you're doing. This is illegal. This is money laundering. Why do you keep making these kaiju films and putting <laughs> in these expensive pyrotechnic sequences? It's the big short two. <laughs> the Toho years. Oh no. The big <laughs> The Big Kaiju. Yeah. Big Shirt Two. The Toho Years. Yes. Goodness. So yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, the CEO of the famously Japanese movie studio Toho is Christoph Waltz. Yes. He's, he made it to the top. So I don't... Yeah, I just don't... I don't think you're... I think they just want to have fun, tons of fun explosions because it's probably easy to feel the airtime with it. To feel the screen time. Just keep blowing him up. Just keep exploding him. Keep I mean, it's kaboom. different shots, though. Like, sometimes they'll use the same shot. Sometimes they'll sneak one in there. <laughs> but, like, it's mostly... Different shots of different pyrotechnics going off. Yeah, oh my goodness. So, (laughs) 
legally here at Podzilla does not think that Toho is doing money laundering. We don't think they even own a washing machine. <laughs> so, yeah, and with that, I think we're, I guess we're about done. This just so. in. Racist podcast co-host Brandon doesn't even believe rich Japanese businessmen <laughs> can afford a washing machine. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> Dang, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, folks, let's talk about the next episode we're doing for next yeah. week. Because Veron's about done. Don't watch it. Please don't watch it. Please don't watch it. We didn't give you the plot, but like he, he swallows a bomb and he explodes. There also, you. if you're one of those people who watches it in preparation, I'm we're sorry. sorry. We're so sorry. We're very sorry. Please, we're, we're, we apologize tremendously. Thank you. So, um, next week, ooh, okay. Brandon from the future here again. Um, originally, we moved some schedule around after recording. So the next episode that's coming out is going to be Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2. Uh, you know, the current season is airing. It's going to be episodes 1 through 6 of that season. So episode 76 to 81 is what we'll cover. I just decided that given where the things were going, it needed to be... We just need one ex- extra episode to fully get the context behind all the stuff that's going on. So stay tuned for that. That'll be a really fun one. So that's coming up next. So see you then.